Hi, I'm Shanna Goodman. Welcome to On Track, where we'll be talking about the mindset and mechanics of pursuing purpose with your small business. Each week, we'll dive into practical, applicable steps so that you're always on track with creating something meaningful. Let's jump in. Hi there, this is Shanna. Today we're talking about overcoming perfectionism. In recent years, I've often referred to myself as a recovering perfectionist. This means that while I'd like to do things perfectly, I do understand that if I strive for perfection, very little will actually ever get done. So instead, I strive for good and effective. I once took a writing workshop and the instructor told us, give yourself permission to write a crappy first draft. Writing instructors everywhere probably say, this, but it was new to me and I took it to heart because, like I said, otherwise with my perfectionism, things just didn't get accomplished, which I didn't like. Recently, I've been thinking of the use of the word practice. Bear with me here because I have a point to make and it might help you like it helped me. Practice. You've probably heard this term before. Someone is a practicing Christian or a practicing Jew. Um, Someone has a, a healthcare or wellness practice. Someone practices medicine. Someone else practices law or even practicing yoga. I started thinking about this the other day, actually in my yoga class. I noticed something that gets said a lot during class. My instructor says, if it's within your practice, move into whatever pose. And she also says, this is your practice. Can't do a balancing half moon today, that's okay. Stay in triangle pose. But she often says this is your practice. Something else that I've learned in yoga is that my instructors have always said if you're pushing too far or if it's getting too hard, get to a downward dog or a child's pose to catch your breath. This is your practice. So why do they call it a yoga practice? We're just we're going to the to the studio, we're we're doing exercises. Why is it called a practice? So Morgan Fikes wrote on the blog her cold She says, yoga combines breathing techniques, exercise, and meditation. Yoga is the Sanskrit word for union and refers to a variety of unions, including the union between our bodies and our minds. As my practice continues to grow and evolve, I understand that yoga is never going to be just one thing, and it is a practice because the work is never ending. She goes on to describe how a yoga retreat intake form asked her level, like her practicing level of yoga. And on the registration form, five plus years experience with yoga had advanced level next to it. She didn't think of herself as advanced. While she marked herself as advanced because she did have five plus years, she said, it's still a practice that continues to grow every time I get on my mat because there's always a little higher to climb, a little further to push, something new to learn. Learning is continuous, which is why yoga is a practice. There's no finish line and you can continue your practice until you leave this earth. So that's why it's called a yoga practice. What about another practice? So let's say the practice of medicine. What is the practice of medicine? Harry B. Hutchins at the University of Michigan Law School stated, in a popular sense and as ordinarily understood, the practice of medicine is the applying of medical or surgical agencies for the purpose of preventing, relieving, or curing disease or aiding natural functions or modifying or removing the results of physical injury. Okay, what about a legal practice? Why is a law office called a practice? On hg.org, 
Org, a legal resource site, this explanation is offered. The practice of law is called a practice because it involves constant attention, reflection, and evolution. The best lawyers understand that the practice of law is not stagnant, it is ever-changing, and so too must attorneys evolve with it. I thought this was interesting, so I looked up the origin of the word practice. The earliest meaning of the word by the Old English definition was to pursue or be engaged in a particular occupation, profession, skill, or art. On English Stack Exchange, linguist Barry England explains, It is first recorded as such in 1421, and that is the meaning it continues to have when we speak of practicing law or medicine. At around the same time, it seems to have been used to mean to exercise oneself in a skill or art in order to acquire or maintain proficiency, especially in music. But it is not until 1542 that it is recorded as meaning to perform an activity or exercise a skill repeatedly or regularly in order to acquire, improve, or maintain proficiency. That is the meaning it most commonly has today. So to sum all of that up, to practice means applying knowledge for the purpose of continual improvement. Isn't this what we should be doing with our businesses or anything we're pursuing? When our natural tendency, like mine, is to strive for perfection, we hobble ourselves. We unnecessarily make things more difficult and more complicated. If I were left to my own devices, I would not do anything until it's perfect. I wouldn't write this script. I wouldn't publish this podcast. I wouldn't have started my business. You know what means more to me than perfection, though? actual action and accomplishment, especially when it gets me closer to pursuing my purpose. I touched on this in the episode called Write Your Purpose in Pen, Your Path in Pencil. I could spend all my time striving for perfection, but then it may not work and I've wasted all that time. So instead of creating the perfect path, we need to create a path that just allows us to keep going. In a Psychology Today article by Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, she makes the point that while perfectionist is worn by some as a mark of pride, the trait often comes with a significant cost. She goes on in the article to describe some little-known signs of perfectionism. You don't share ideas until they're ready. You live by lists. It's tough to relax. You can only concentrate if everything is in its rightful place. You procrastinate. And then she describes the either or when it comes to decision making, saying perfectionists do one of two things. She says, these two decision making methods live at opposite ends of the spectrum, but both are rooted in perfectionism. The first, you take a long time to make a decision because you worry it won't be right. You stand in your closet trying to decide what to wear while your whole family is waiting in the car, or you're still staring at the menu while the waiter glances at his watch. You hate Costco and Ikea because too many choices make you feel paralyzed. The second, you are very decisive. You are confident you know the right way. You automatically hire the best contractor, go to the best hairstylist, and only get macaroons at the best bakery. If someone offers to bring a dish to supper, you send them a recipe or tell them exactly where to pick up the ingredients. Additional signs of perfectionism, according to Dr. Hendrickson, you can't delegate, and you hate waste. I'll include a link to that article in the show notes so that you can read that yourself. But do any of these sounds familiar? Every single one of these things describes me if 
left unchecked. And it's paralyzing. But there's this great quote floating around the internet that I love. It goes, with action comes clarity. Part of the path we're pursuing includes trial and error. And so it's actually more efficient to not be perfect, but to practice, to put things out in the world and test them to see what works and then build on that, not create a perfect plan and implement the perfect plan. So if you're a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist, like I call myself, I challenge you to instead consider yourself in the business of practicing. Just like with yoga, your balance and ability can change. You can grow. If it's within your practice, push a little further. The goal isn't perfection. The goal is to keep going. If it's within your practice, get out there and kick perfectionism to the curb and start practicing life instead. Practice your expertise, practice your business, practice wellness, practice. That's it for today. Be sure to check out the show notes at ampednow.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you head over to the website at ampednow.com for full show notes, A-M-P-D-N-O-W.com. There, you can sign up for regular tips to grow your small business, as well as access our wealth of resources to help keep you on track. I'll see you next week.